Father God, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. You allowed us to come together one more time. We thank you for these, your precious people. Every family, every soul, every home that's represented in this fellowship on today. And those that are in the various social media platforms. God, we thank you today. We thank you for your mercy. Jesus. 
You see, here we are today in church, right? Uh, uh, we come into this house, as the song say, to worship him. So we're sitting in this facility, in this edifice that's called the church. This is the church building, but we are the church. We, as the people, make up the church. See, we're the church if we if we out there in the parking lot. We, we're the church if we if we somewhere out on the beach because why? We have Jesus Christ indwelling us, the Holy Spirit indwelling us, and we are children of God. Uh, today I want to talk about it. We, we're going to end up in Acts chapter 3, and we're going to talk about a man who was lame, crippled from birth. Couldn't walk. All he knew was to beg for money, for help. And thank God there's always someone who's able or willing to help someone this down and out. But there's, you know, if we just kind of do a quick little rewind um, in history prior to Acts chapter 3. We know Jesus came to live a perfect life in our place that we couldn't live. To show us a better way of living. He gave his life. He died on an old rugged cross. Bled, suffered, and died for the sins of the world. They buried him in a tomb. And three days later, he was resurrected, never to die again. And we say, thank you, Lord, for that. But yet, at that point, the church wasn't born. You get over to the book of Acts, and then there's a promise that, uh, and even in the latter parts of the Gospels, that Jesus had told us and told the people, he's going to send them another comforter. He's going to send them the Holy Spirit, who will lead them and guide them into all truth and righteousness. This is another perk that we have in Christ, because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the one who walks alongside of us, Leading us the way. And so praise God for that. We get to Acts chapter 1. Uh, he lets us know that uh, uh, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit comes up on you. Why? That you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. In short, I'm going. God is, Jesus said, I'm going to do something and you're going to be able to carry this gospel message to those who have no idea of who God is, but who are in desperately need of him, and he will empower us to do that. At that point, the church still was not born. We had still been in an old sacrificial system, but remember, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was torn in half. The Holy of Holies is now exposed because it's no longer. Now, Jesus Christ is the great high priest. And no longer do man have to go to, to, to the priest for his sins. He can go straight to God. And so we get to Acts chapter 2. It says, uh, on the, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh, there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the place where the people were sitting. And they all began to speak in other tongues and as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. And, 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 and so the Holy Spirit now had come and empowered them. And that's when the church was born. At that point, 
No longer were people worshiping saints of God, Christians, on Saturday, on the Sabbath. They began to worship on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, recognizing it's when Jesus rose from the dead. Again, so now we're recipients because we are here in church today. As the church was born back there 2,000 years ago, and now here we're still carrying on the legacy of loving Jesus and being empowered by him and sharing his gospel to a dark and dying world. Jesus prepared the people for what was to come. You see, there's a relationship that, that God has always wanted to have with his people. Way back in the book of Genesis, God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Before they blew it, before they sinned, they had a constant, vibrant relationship with God in a utopian society. God gave man a free will, volition to do, to choose between right and wrong. And they disobeyed God, and sin came into the world. That's why we, sometimes people ask the age-old question, well, if God is so good, why do he let good, bad things happen to good people? Why does he let starvation happen? Why does, you know, we have all of these whys, but we're living in a fallen world. But he lets us know, though, when you're in me, I'm in you, and I will carry you through this, this cold, hard, trying world. And not only that, I will transport you to heaven where you'll live with me eternally. There's perks that we have for knowing Jesus. But as he began to prepare the people for the word of God and for what he was going to do, you go back, and I'm going to hit about three verses here, and, and we'll get into the lesson. But in John 14, 12 through 14, you know, this is the same chapter where Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, right? He, he was letting them know, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. Where is that place? That place is in heaven. But he goes on to say, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do. How can we do greater works than what Jesus did? We can do it on a broader scale. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We got airplanes now. We got the internet now. We got telephones. We got all this stuff where the gospel is spreading all around the world. And this same Jesus who gave sight to the blind, who gave, who allowed the lame to walk, that same power is working through his people. And only when he says for it to happen, right. we don't walk around here, oh, I got the power. I'm going to heal you. No, you're not. <laughs> we call on the name of Jesus. Lord, my brother, my sister is sick. Lord, here's the situation. And so in the name of Jesus, we're asking you, God, to heal, to deliver, and God, if it be your will, let it be done. But he goes on to say, after he said, greater works will you do, because he said, because I go to the Father. Listen to this, because this is kind of prevalent to where I want to go in this Acts 3. And whatever you ask in my name, See, 
that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, what a promise is that? But there's a caveat that goes with it. See, it's not that I can go around blabbing and grabbing it. You know, I was speaking into existence. You know, I heard, I heard somebody one time say, you know, you, she, she was just a preacher of a storm. You just speak to your wallet and say, wallet, you are full. I said, no, if you don't get out and do some work, <laughs> you can talk that wallet, Brother Joe, all day long. All day long. All night, too. You're going to have to do something. <laughs> yeah, all night, too. But, but, but when we understand who God is and we begin to seek his face, and how do we do that? By hearing his word and by studying his word and by crying out to him and We'll find that even our desires change. Even our wants begin to change because we get to that point to where we can say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And and, and so he said, but it's real what he's saying now. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So that's telling me a couple of things. There's a relationship that has to exist between a man, a woman, and his God, his or her God. It has to be a connection. You see, you know, Camille can call me and say, Daddy, I need something. Well, I know there's a relationship there. That's my daughter, and if I have any kind of way of doing it, I'm going to do it. I don't have to try to figure out nothing else because I know who she is. And if there's a need, I'm there. That's that's what God is saying. That's my son. That's my daughter. They're calling out to me. They're in need of something. And if they call in in my name, I'm going to answer them. And he's saying, see, sometimes we get in a big hurry. Sometimes we want stuff right now. Because they were saying in Oklahoma, right now. And not that mousy kind of right either, you know. We want it right now, you know. But see, sometime the Lord is going to say yes. Sometime he's going to say, no, that's not going to be good for you. And sometime he's going to say, wait. And you know that's sometime a four-letter word. Oh, God, I'm going to wait. <clears throat> okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you haven't showed up yet. It's been 30 seconds. But when we learn who God is, We can learn to wait on God. We can stand on his promises and knowing that whatever we ask ask in his name, he will do. And do you know God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is so awesome, is so powerful, is so gracious, is so loving. I remember many years ago, my best friend's mother was passing. I'm new in the ministry. I'm excited about Jesus. And in my mind, I wanted to go to General Hospital, go in there and pray, Lord, raise her up. Do you know the Holy Spirit would not let me pray like that? I found myself praying for the family, praying for the nurses and the doctors, but the Lord wouldn't allow me to pray. 
prayed for her healing. And the next morning, she had passed away. Because God's will was for her to go home. His will is greater than my wants. And what I, what I figure should be. But I learned something in that. God, not my will, but your will be done. So I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. When I'm asking for something, I want to try to determine, God, is this in your will? Say, God, you know, I want that new electrified BMW. <laughs> Do you need that, you know, or can you use a Prius? Or can you use that 2003 truck you've been had ever since then? <laughs> To get you from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? We have to be able to get to a point where God, your will be done. Because God not only blesses with wants, but he'll bless us with, he, he blesses us with our needs. God knows what we need. Sometimes we know what we want. We don't know what we need. And some stuff we want can be detrimental to us. And so in this relationship, you know, uh, that we have with God, there's power in his name, and it's just like anything else. We need to learn how to use it. You know, you can have a gun and not know how to use the thing. Oh, I got to protect myself, mess around, shoot yourself if you don't know how to use the thing. And so we need to know how to use what God has given us. And one thing he has given us is a sound mind. He's given us a loving heart. He, he, he's given us so much to where we can use. So move on to Matthew 18 and 20, because i got to get into the scripture. He said, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Here it is again. There is relational power in the name of Jesus. So he said, where there's two or three. Two, three, okay. We, we don't do the math. It's more than two or three in here. And we are gathered in his name. And it says... I am there in the midst of them. Hello, somebody. A few moments ago, we were singing, and we were clapping, and we were putting our hands up, and we were saying hallelujah. We were saying thank you, Jesus. Why? Because he's in the midst of us. And most of us know where he has brought us from. He brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light. He changed our mind. He changed our way of thinking. He changed our way of walking, our way of talking. I'm not who I used to be. Why? Because of Jesus Christ, who's worthy, again, of the worship. He said, I'll be in your midst. See, we, 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 you know, we, we can stay on that all day because he, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. In your darkest hour, I'll be with you. When the lights get low and the crowd gets thin, he said, I'm right there. You can call on Jesus. Mark 9 and 41. For who, listen to this. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink, Jesus said, in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, you will by no means lose your reward. What? So it's God who works in us both to do of his will, of his will and his pleasure. He works in us both the will and, and the do of his good pleasure. So we find ourselves going out to the homeless encampment, 
it's because God has sent us there. Going to the, going to the prisons, God has sent us there. Going to the, to the sick bed of somebody, God, God has sent us. He's put in our heart to be there. And, and, so, and so he says, I say to you, he will, but you will in no way lose your reward. There's great reward in doing the will of God. There's peace in doing the will of God. When I got out of, the, out of the business of trying to do my will, what I want to happen, be like old blue eyes with these brown eyes of mine, I did it my way. <laughs> my way got me in so much trouble, it was a crying shame. But you know, God is so good. I went from running and dodging from police to waving at them. <laughs> Who can do that but God? There were certain times in my life, it's no way in the world. I would let down the window and ask, say, tell the officer, how you doing? Christ can make a change. I was an alcoholic at a young age. The Lord saved me and delivered me some 43 years ago. So one night, Sandy and I, about 10 years ago, they had, a, they had one of those sobriety checkpoints. I'm saying, I sure hope they stop me. <laughs> I say, praise the Lord. And they say, come on. I'm like, Whoo. I drove on up there, let the window down. He, he looked in the car. I said, you know, sir, I haven't had a drink in 40 years. He said, well, they done something. It just gave me on through. There's benefits in serving the Lord. Old song you say, serving the Lord will pay off after a while. <clears throat> There's relational power, Brother Chucky, in, in, in the name of Jesus. We have to have a relationship with him. We have to have a vibrant relationship with God. We have to know who he is. Because he knows who we are. And he changes us. He changes our dark yesterdays into bright tomorrow. Tomorrow. He equips us with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the presence of the Holy Spirit. He gives us his word. And see, then we who love Jesus, we get hungry for his word. Because Matthew 5 and 6 say, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They'll be filled. How many want to be righteous? How many want to seek righteousness? How many, how many want to do what's right? See? And so he helps us to do that in his name. Don't get me wrong. Ain't no sinless perfection running around here. I have to talk to myself all the time. Have you ever had a thought come in your mind? You say, now, what? Where did that come from? That ain't me no more. So... But it's him living in us who lets you know you better hit the eject button on that. You shouldn't even think like that. You know, because you know how we are. You mess around, let somebody get crazy with you. And the first thing you say, do you know who I am? You don't know who I used to be. Yeah, well, good, because that ain't you no more. You know, I won't take y'all down the road, but I got to get in this lesson, but that one time I was in a situation, a big crazy man standing in front of me over in the door, and all the people hiding in the place because he's out there whooping on somebody. And, and you think I'm skinny now. I was really skinny then. 
and everybody wondering what they're going to do. What they're going to do? Call the police. I'm on the door. He on the other side of the door. And, the, and I'm thinking in my mind, okay, snatch open the door and hit him upside the head, right? That's my natural thinking before you get me. And the, I'm holding the door. The man looked at me and he said, ah! He screamed and broke out running across Washington Boulevard and Allen over in Pasadena. And people come running out there. Well, where'd he go? I don't know what that man saw. But whatever he saw, it scared him to death. He screamed like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> and, and I was like, because <laughs> I didn't know what was getting ready. The God we serve, he protects us. The God we serve, he makes ways out of no way. He'll make your enemy your footstool. He'll tell you, you don't have to fight this battle. This is my battle. Let me get to the scripture. Acts chapter 3. Now, Peter and John, these were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, now the church is born. They've been empowered by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. They're fired up now. They know that this Jesus who was crucified is now resurrected and he's in heaven. They know that now they have something they never had before. This is the same Peter who denied Jesus when he was arrested. And they say, you were with him. They say, he said, I don't know no Jesus. <laughs> but by this time, the Holy Spirit have come in. He's been converted. He, he's a new man. He has tools in his toolbox now that he can call upon the name of Jesus. And so it said, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Here they're going to the temple to pray. Minding their own business, having a love for God. The temple is a holy place. The temple is a sacred place. It's a sanctified place. It's, 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 it's evening time for prayer. Let's go to prayer. That's something else now. We need to be praying today, right? You, you know, we can have a musical and you, the house will be full. You call a prayer meeting and it's like, one, two. <laughs> you got a few folks go show up. But we as the people of God, we need to get in our heart and our mind that we need to be praying. Okay, let me get to the point here. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Listen to this. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb. You know, my name don't have to be in no, no lights. God know who I am. God know who you are. Somebody don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. A certain man. He don't give us his name. But it tells us that he was lame from his mother's womb and he was carried. Somebody was carrying him and they would lay him daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms or ask money from those who entered the temple. Can you see the picture? Here's a man lame. He cannot walk, have never been able to walk. Somebody is gracious enough to every day. They brought him to the right place. Hey, this is where the Christians is going. 
you know, don't listen. Why people go to Skid Row and to the riverbed, I don't know. I get in that place, I'm going to, to the church. Even if them folks ain't acting right, I'm saying, hello, y'all. I am broke and hungry, and this says church, and Jesus wants y'all to feed me. I'd find me somewhere to go to try to get me some help. Yeah, that's just me. Side note. So here they carried him, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. He asked money from those who entered the temple. Remember, Peter and John, what was they doing? On their way to the temple to pray. He's laid out there. He's, he's panhandling. He can't work. He don't have any income. He don't have no, no visa card. He needs some help. No doubt he's hungry. No doubt his clothes may be tattered. He cannot help himself. And listen to this. The certain man that's lame, he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple. He wasn't in the temple. He was outside the temple. And he was asking for money. And fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, look at us. Now, let me just say, this was not a bodacious type thing. This wasn't one of those things where Peter and John say, I'm all that in a bag of chips. They recognize something here. They recognize, first of all, they have a relationship with God. They understand that the God they serve can do anything. And, And so, when it says... And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. And what do he say? Give us your undivided attention. Do you know there's some people that's crippled today and lame from their mother's womb, not in their legs or in their back, but in their heart and in their mind. They're lost and they don't know who the Lord is. They're wandering through this wilderness called life, trying to make heads and tails out of it. They got situations. They got they got in-laws as outlaws. They got, they got trouble in the home. They, they you know, just, just, um, just anger and so many things. All they need is Jesus. Yeah. All they need is somebody to say, let, let me talk to you for a minute. Uh, let me tell you about this God. Matter of fact, let me tell you what this God has done for me. Anybody in here enjoy telling somebody what God has done for you? When you get the opportunity to testify... <laughs> Say, I was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I was dead, and now I'm alive. Let me tell you what happened to me. How God picked me up out of the mud and the mara, and he established my going. So he gave them, listen to this, his attention, expecting to receive some money from them. Peter and John has his undivided attention. He said, I do this every day. Help a brother. You know, y'all all dressed up in church. Help me here. See? Listen to this. This is what blesses me. Y'all, I'm going to wrap this up. <clears throat> then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Right. Now, at that point, the guy begging for money probably said, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't this a trip? <laughs> 
They all dressed up, going into church, and broke. They ought to be out here with me, you know. That's just me. So Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But, see, that's a conjunction, right? But he said, he say, but what I have, what I do have, I give you. I can imagine a man saying, well, what you got? I need money. What you got? You don't have silver and gold. But he said, but what I do have, I give you. And listen to this. This is where the subject comes from. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, you remember, Jesus had already, Sister Dorothy prompted them, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. It's important for us to believe God. This is where faith comes from. Faith is not what you can see. Faith is what you believe. What God has said. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. The man has never walked. He's been crippled from his mother's womb. He's there looking for money. The apostles is broke. They're saying, but in the name of Jesus. See, see, there's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. And so, and so, so, and listen to this. They told him, rise up and walk. And, and see, sometimes we need to help somebody get over the hump. Yeah. I'm in that place where I'm not trying to ask folks just to believe because I said so. People need to know what they believe in. Right. They need some evidence. Mm-hmm. If this Jesus is all you see, show me some evidence. And the evidence is there. Yeah. And so we need to help folks. And so, okay, they tell him to rise up and walk, but then Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. He had told him, rise up and walk, but here the man of God who said, in the name of Jesus Christ, he's believing God. He grabs him by the right hand and he pulls him up. And listen to this. And immediately... Not after a while, not next week, not going to rehab and getting on the walker and, you know. The Bible says immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. I mean, immediately. How quick is immediately? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What does right now mean in the Greek? Right now. In Hebrew, right now. You know, God can, listen, I I can finish this out. But you know, when God saves you, it's immediately. It ain't no process of getting saved. Well, today I say this. Tomorrow I do that. Next week I learn this. No, whoever called upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Oh, God. Immediately his feet and ankle bone received strength. Now get this. Verse 8. He's been told that the apostles had broke. He's heard them say in the name of Jesus. 
arise and walk. They grabbed him by his hand, contact, and, and immediately his feet and ankle bone received strength. He probably said, what? I mean, can, can, you, can you imagine? He, he might have started doing the two-step on a moonwalk. Yeah, I don't know what he said. It means ankle bone receives strength. So get this. So he leaping up. He leaping up, Brother David. He, it didn't say that he said, like my back was bothering me all weekend after I swung that golf club. I was getting up out of the chair like. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the Bible tells me he leaped up. Never walked. Probably never crawled. And he leaped up. Stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking and leaping and praising God. Can, can you imagine what the people in the temple were singing? Did we just see him out there laying up there? Well, and somebody's so crazy, they be saying, he been joking all these years. <laughs> he ain't joking. He just been miraculously healed yes, yes. by the power in the name of Jesus. Yes. So we don't care what people say. Right. Say, hey, ain't you the one that used to have all that trouble? Yeah, but that ain't me no more. I've been changed. I've been delivered. I'm walking and I'm leaping and I'm praising God. Thank you, Lord. And all the people, listen to this, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. What a testimony. Don't you know that people are watching you? Oh, yeah. Verse 10. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging for money at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they, the people, were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Don't you want that testimony? Don't you have that testimony? Anybody that's saved in here know somebody who knew you 40 years ago? Who you were? They look at you down like, Huh. What happened to you? Jesus. Yes. You know, my name in the hood is not Augie Doggie no more. It's Brother Perry. Hallelujah. I'm just testifying, y'all. God can change you. There are certain parts of town I walk with a limp. It wasn't nothing wrong with my leg. It was my head. I get down there and come and I'm you know, But now, I'm just regular. I'm just walking down. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm free in Jesus. So, so, so there's relational power in the name of Jesus. So, saints, when you when you're in need, call on the name of Jesus. Husbands, when you don't know what to do for your wife or for your children, don't know how the bills are going to get paid. Get on your knees and say, in the name of Jesus, God, you've given me a charge over this family. I don't know what to do, 
But in the name of Jesus, God, show me what to do. God, make a way out of no way. God, deliver it all, oh Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And I guarantee you, help is on the way. If you call on Jesus, he'll answer prayer. Everybody don't have the opportunity, don't have the, the, the wherewithal, don't have the relationship to call on Jesus. Let me give my last scripture and I'm done. Acts 19, same book of Acts, fast forward through miracles, fast forward through hard times, fast forward to being locked up for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, fast forward to where the people at large is seeing miracles happen and they're trying to figure out what's going on and sometimes the devil want to emulate what God is doing. So people saw what God was doing through the people. The miracles and how he was working it out. So it says in verse 13, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, traveling exorcists, <laughs> their job is to be exorcists. You've seen the, the old movie, The Exorcist. I never should have saw it. I did. At a drive-in. The scariest part of this crazy movie. Somebody opened up the wrong door to my car. And popcorn went everywhere. <laughs> I knew then I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> but anyway. Some of the traveling Jewish exorcists. Listen to this. Took it up on themselves. To call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. Over those who had evil spirits. So these exorcists who were not believers, who did not have the Holy Spirit, they're going to emulate what the people of God was doing. And, it, and, and here's what they were saying. We exorcise you. By the Jesus and whom Paul preaches. Looking at somebody possessed. The devil. We, we exercise you. By the Jesus who Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of, C of Sceva. A Jewish high priest. Who did so. So here these fellas. Daddy is a Jewish high priest. And he didn't have no relationship with God. You can have a title, but that don't mean you have a connection. And so, and listen to this. I got to close. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But who are you? <laughs> now I can imagine now, now here's the evil spirit speaking to them back. Because they just said, I exercise you in the name of that Jesus who Paul preached. The devil said, oh, really? <laughs> Where the popcorn? <clears throat> I know Paul, and I know, I know Jesus. I, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them. I bet they were like, ay, 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 ay. I bet they was. And prevailed against them. Listen to this. So they left running out of the house naked and wounded. 
They didn't have the relationship with the God of the universe to use in the name of Jesus. Just anybody can't use that. But we as the people of God, 1 Peter 2 and 9 tells us this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. You who were once not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. If you have obtained mercy, you ought to give God a hand. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Where's that, Pastor Amanda? Let's let's make some noise in here for Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Help us, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, there may be somebody sitting here today who have not made that commitment to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, convict their hearts now. Shower your love on them. Shower your peace upon them. Draw them close to you, God, in the name of Jesus. Somebody sitting in their home, who's in the valley of decision, whether to trust you, God,
anointing to do what you've called us to do. And so we bless you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. So Father, bless us as we leave this place with not your presence. Offering and tithe box been prayed over already today in the name of Jesus. Every dollar, every penny that go in that box, Lord, let it be gone to your glory for the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father God. Uh, that that money is to be released to, for the backpacks for the children, Lord God. Uh, let it come through, Lord, and help us collectively, Lord, to minister to the people in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amanda, let's get out of here on a high note. We are dismissed, but let's get a little praise. In the name of Jesus.